Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. What did the what did offend the Pharisees? We could probably name a few things, but one major thing was Jesus healed on the Sabbath. That was something big back then, right? They're going, oh, he healed on the Sabbath. He is not of God, can't be of God. He healed on the Sabbath. We got this down in the Scriptures. Remember, you can't work on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to do this. No way. He is not of God. He is not of God. He is not of God. You see, they were, they were sure about it. They were, and them saying that made them feel good about themselves. We don't have to change. We're right. He's wrong. And see, that's, that's what we want to do when we don't want to change. When God starts to do something, oh, no, we're with God. What that new thing is, that, that's not of God. Because a lot of times we don't want to change, and that makes us uncomfortable. And I tell you, I'm not looking forward to being uncomfortable, but I'm ready for it because I just know that happens at times when God leads us to do things, and there's, our flesh is going, oh, no, don't, 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 that can't be you, God. And God goes, yes, that's me. And you, you need to embrace me to go into where I'm going. So anyway, I just want to encourage you, be very careful about the things that you criticize. Be very careful about the things that you come against. Um, I can remember, you know, when it, before I got saved, I can remember one of the things I thought I knew so much was about tongues. By the way, if you ever want to learn something from someone, learn something from someone that knows something about it, right? I learned all about tongues from people that know nothing about it. Never do it, but they're experts on it, right? So I became an expert on tongues before I was serving the Lord. And so that's one of those things that I'm going, oh, no, that's not of God. And, you know, I could have the greatest reasonings against it. Oh, why do you even need that? Why can't God just prophesy? Why, why just prophesy or why not do it this way? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, and you could go reasoning. And then, I mean, even a... a, a, a a dimwit, right? Even even someone that can't see very clearly could be able to reason enough to go, but wait a minute, if God initially did it, and you think maybe it's not happening now because it's not, not a smart thing, does that mean it wasn't a smart thing when God initially did it? Oh, wait a second now, right? Anyway, that was one of the little things I had, you know, tongues. And then after I got saved, I remember... Um, man, I'm, and I'm seeing miracles. I mean, things are happening and I'm all excited about that. And then some people are getting some gold fillings and, you know, and then they'd even go, well, it's in the shape of a cross on his tooth. Of course, now I just want to say most feelings, it looks like most feelings are like that. So that, you know, but anyway, but people have gold fillings and I'd go, man, maybe that's not God because why would God do that? I mean, I look at the pride of what I was saying now, it's embarrassing, right? But I was going, why would God put gold in somebody's tooth? Why doesn't God put tooth back in that tooth? If that was God, he'd put tooth back in that tooth. He wouldn't put gold back in that tooth because what God made is the best. It's got to be better than gold. Why didn't, if gold was the best, God should have made us born with gold teeth, right? Man, I had some good reasoning, didn't I? And then one time, one, one man looked at me and he goes, <laughs> he goes, hey, if God put the tooth back in there, don't you think it'll rot out just like it did the first time? He put the gold in there so it won't rot out next time. I'm going, okay, 
All right. And then I begin to think about it. And then I'm embarrassed because I'm going, oh, no. I begin to go, what am I doing? I think I can tell God he can't do it that way because there's a better way to do it. And so if it happens that way, it must not be God. Man, I just hope you can grasp what I'm saying because we all do this kind of thing all the time. And God's like, no, I put gold in there. But when I'm thinking about it, I'm going, I was coming against something God was doing. Are y'all with me? And you sit down and you go, oh, oh, ouch. Oh, God, I'm so, oh, I can't believe I was speaking against that. And you were doing it. Man. And so when you run through things like that and the light comes on and and you begin to go, oh, oh, you have a, you're careful not to do that again. That just reminded me, this is a little off the story here, but it reminded me of the story I've shared with you before of one time I was, this is, I'd been saved like about a year and I went out with a couple of my friends that had gotten saved and one of them was in some weird kind of thinking and I said something sort of negative to the other guy after he left and man, my conscience got me. It's like you were gossiping about that guy and, and then I'm like, oh God, I'm sorry. And then, then I feel like God's saying, call him and apologize. But Lord, he didn't even know I did it. <laughs> And it won't go away. It won't go away. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry I did that, God. I'm really sorry, Lord. It won't go away. I call them. Hey, uh, after you left, I said something about you. And the Holy Spirit told me it was bad, I had, and I had to call you. <laughs> now, let me tell you, when you go through things like that, you learn not to gossip again. Because you're thinking, oh, no, God might even have me call them and t- Say, hey, I'm sorry. I said something about you, a little negative, wrong-spirited. I wasn't really concerned about you. I, I don't know why I said, but you know what I mean? You just learn to not do that. And if we actually knew that all that stuff is sort of carried with us in a way that we don't repent of, man, we'd be very careful to not, do, to not be doing stuff like that. Anyway, my point is, when the light comes on, we begin to grow out of fleshiness, right? Be careful about what you criticize. Be careful about what you put down. If you're speaking out against what the Holy Spirit is doing, he's not going to do it with you very much. Uh, Are you with me? And if you speak out against who God is using, I mean, you just better be careful about that. You know, you you ever think sometimes you don't agree with somebody? I'm I'm saying, now I believe if somebody's preaching some wrong doctrine, speak about that. Make it clear that's not right. Amen. I mean, uh, but just be careful about having a fault finding spirit and you're upset and you're speaking out again. Because guess you know what you're doing? What if what if that's God's friend? What if that guy has sacrificed so much and has just touched God's heart and how much they've served the Lord? You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what price they've paid uh, with the Lord. And then you be very careful with speaking out against people God's using. That's what, just what I would say. I'm not saying you can't kindly say, you know, I disagree with this thing here, but we need to watch our spirits and, and be careful what we're saying. And again, while I'm on this issue, I'll, I'll skirt off just for a real 30 seconds here. I'll mention a few other things that quench the spirit as too uh, while I get a chance to throw these little punches in. Um, uh, gossip will quench the spirit. Backbiting, people talking bad about one another. I can't, that is so, uh, such a horrible thing. And how it, how it is that we make that look noble. 
when we're talking about somebody, right? Gossip, spreading division and disunity. I've seen that happen in church. I'm so thankful that doesn't happen in our church. At least I'm not aware of it, but I have seen it before. It's one of the most ugly things. And you can't, it's like the people that do that. It's almost like they they're represent snakes. I mean, I'm, it's just unbelievable. And they're so self-righteous and justify themselves in doing that. People who are critical and fault-finding. Anyway, I, I could just go on and on about even Miriam and, and Aaron. You remember one time they spoke against Moses? And that, that blows my mind. You know, here Moses, Aaron, and uh, Miriam are serving God together. And Moses does something they don't agree with. It upsets them. And what do they do? They start gossiping about Moses. And they got in trouble for that. You remember Miriam got like leprosy, <laughs> you know, oh, Lord, we need to be very careful anyway. So getting back to this first point now, getting back off of my short rabbit trail there. So we need to believe God for miracles. They're very important. Peter prayed, God, do signs and wonders as we step out. If if it's wrong to pray that Peter was wrong. To, why did he pray that at the beginning? Because he knows what happens he's seen jesus do it jesus sent him out to do it right and then he goes okay now the holy spirit's going to come you were under my umbrella because i was physically there now you're going to be under me in a different way the holy spirit's going to come out but you're going to have to you're going to have to press in now you're you're going to represent me differently and so he goes out and he's praying the same thing god do these miracles okay then he goes on to a second he goes on to a second thing here i want to mention um, now, up until now, what's he been doing? It says uh, they were falling because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. What kind of sign do you perform on a person who's diseased? You heal them. <laughs> That's the sign. So somebody you go, whoa, look at that guy who didn't have a leg. He's got two legs now. Right. Or whatever. Or, or a disease, uh, some kind of sickness. People just getting up off their sick beds. And then it goes on. So. Um, down here, there's a, a lot of people come to hear Jesus. Um, there's a multitude there. And Jesus says to Philip, where should we buy bread that they can eat? And uh, it says he said this to test him because he knew what he was, was going to do. Well, we, we talked about that last week. And then Philip answers, hey, we don't have enough money. And then it says Jesus made him sit down and he fed him. Okay, what he feed him with? He fed him with, what was it, five loaves? Yeah, five barley loaves and two small fish. It was enough to feed one young boy. Enough to feed one young fellow. Okay, so Jesus took the food. He does him another miracle. This time it's a different kind of miracle, though. He's not, he's not healing a body. This miracle is different in a few ways. Um, first of all, it's not a physical need in the same way. Um, these people didn't have to have that food. They would have made it home. You see, it's not like they were going to die. They would have made it home. Jesus fed them because he's being a good host. He saw them hungry and he just wanted to bless them. Think about that. 